0: Hey y'all, welcome back to Well, That's a Problem, a social justice podcast on everyday issues. I'm your host, Abby Naraki, and I'm here to let you know that today's episode is going to be a little different. It's a type of mini episode I'm calling That's a Rant. It'll be a lot shorter, and it'll be me talking about random issues that have come up in my life and letting you know that there are things we can say about it and things we can do about it. I also want to encourage y'all to follow the podcast on Twitter so you can get updates about the latest episodes and hear about all the cool stuff that we're doing here at the pod. You can follow us at WTA problem, all one word. And also please remember to tweet us about your thoughts and your feedback and your ideas and all your feelings. I want to hear them all. And I'm really excited about the response that I've had about this podcast so far. Y'all are great. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. Now check out my rant. Okay so here's what happened. We were sitting in class and our professor asked us to go around and introduce ourselves including our preferred pronouns so that she could adequately address us with pronouns that made us feel most comfortable and most accepted and matched our gender identities and everything was going as you'd expect until one student declared that she was very conservative and isn't shy about letting her opinions be known. She then went on to say that she doesn't believe she has quote-unquote preferred pronouns because her pronouns are determined by her biological sex, which is female. So she uses she, her, her pronouns. <sighs> I just... Mmm. There's so much there. But the issue presses on. The instructor in this case decided to take a neutral approach, trying to make everyone feel like we are in an equal space of learning and respect, and. The thing about that is, is as we've heard before on this podcast, neutral isn't really neutral with things like affirming people's identities. My professor also asked people not to quote-unquote freak out if someone called them by different pronouns than the ones they prefer. And while the attempt here was really to foster a space to learn, the impact was asking LGBTQ students to do more work to manage their emotions when someone challenges their identity, even if that challenge came as an accident. And so a couple of days after class, and I waited a couple of days because I, I needed a minute to really process what this meant for me and what this meant for other people like me. And by that I mean part of the LGBTQ community. I sat down with my professor to kind of share my thoughts and my concerns because I was feeling very anxious in class and I didn't find myself able to focus on a lot of the other conversation we were having because I was just so overwhelmed about what is this gonna mean? for this space and my place in it. Am I going to be able to focus and learn? I'm worried about the other LGBTQ people in the class, et cetera, et cetera. And in my conversation with her, my professor affirmed that it wasn't an intentional oversight and that she would not tolerate any hateful discussion in class, which made me feel a lot better already just to hear her say, I clearly missed something but it wasn't intentional and I apologize. And she saw me and heard my concerns and my anxieties, which felt so good just to be able to say, I was really anxious in your class. And to have her say, I don't want you to be anxious. I want you to come tell me when you're feeling anxious so that we can talk about what I can do to be a better ally to the LGBTQ community. She was thoughtful and specific and listed unique ways that she could be more affirming in the future. And she also let me into her worldview by saying that she's still learning how to hear and pick up on these issues because like all of us, we're learning and we may miss things sometimes. And I thought that this was a really interesting point right, that we don't often talk about is it's not just the ability to say, oh, I see how that's a problem after the fact, but really being able to hear it and hear it from the perspective of somebody who is LGBTQ and how they would receive hearing something like, I don't believe in quote-unquote preferred pronouns. So I just want to take a minute now to affirm some things. First of all, pronouns matter. They are not a given. Ask for them. And don't assume that all queer folks are going to get hysterical and flip shit if you use the wrong ones. A lot of folks all across the LGBTQ plus spectrum have people in their lives who dismiss them by refusing to use their pronouns or their chosen name and who think their sexuality is just a phase or who call their partners their quote unquote special friends, etc, etc. We get it a lot. So we've unfortunately had to learn how to deal with it in ways that are palatable to cisgendered or heterosexual folks. Secondly, there's a big difference between biological sex and gender. And this has been confirmed and reaffirmed through decades of gender studies across departments. Biological sex is determined by a medical professional, usually using our genitals as a guide because we sat down as a group of medical professionals, I wasn't actually involved in the deciding factors, and decided that people with these genitals have these characteristics and should behave this way, and people with these characteristics and these genitals can behave this way. And this is a good way to distinguish people, so they thought. And we generally see three categories here. We see male, female, and intersex. Insert plug here for more visibility for intersex folks. In contrast to sex, or I guess diverging from sex a little bit, is gender, which is the social meanings layered on top of sex categories. So think boys like blue and race cars and mud. Those are meanings we give to what it means to be a boy or what it means to be a girl or a woman or a man or anything else on our spectrum. And these ideas are socially constructed, the ideas about what women should do or what they should like or things like that. And we see lots of places, and not just in this conversation with this student, where sex and gender get conflated or mixed together in ways that are not helpful. One of the ones that gets me really riled is on surveys when they ask you to check your gender and the boxes that they give you are male and female. So there are two main things that really frustrate me about this particular issue. Number one, it's not an exhaustive list, right? Like there are more categories for gender than just two. Even if you're talking biological sex categories, there are more than just two. And again, we are asking for your gender, but providing you with words identifying your biological sex. So again, we're mixing them up. We're confusing them. And that's not helpful, especially for folks who don't identify as cisgendered or someone whose biological sex matches their gender presentation. When we mix the two together, we make it so much harder for people whose biological sex doesn't match their gender identity. We're being exclusive here, and we're perpetuating inequality here as well. And because queer students are already marginalized, this becomes a significant problem. This instance also reminded me of how much power professors have in responding to these situations, for better or for worse. Professors aren't the only people with this power, so we need to be mindful of when that power is ours and what we can do with it. So what I want to leave you with today is the following two things. Number one, remember how powerful it is to affirm those around you that they are seen, validated, and safe, either in word or action, and where appropriate. Don't go making it weird for them and don't go making it about you. It's not about you. It's about them. And make sure, secondly, that you're doing the work to listen to the queer people around you so that you can better pick up on damaging or dismissive things other people or maybe you are saying. Thanks so much for listening to my rant. Look forward to many more. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this week's That's a Rant. I'm really glad y'all have tuned in, but if you guys want more resources or want some recommendations from me on who to check out, if you want more conversations about sex and gender and how they're different and how they're meaningful, then here are two recommendations. First, check out Georgianne Davis, who is an associate professor of sociology at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Not only is she an amazing scholar who's written numerous articles on intersex, but she is also the current board president of Interact, which is Advocates for Intersex Youth. It's a really cool organization. Check it out. It's amazing. Georgiana is great. And my other recommendation is to show some love to the Trevor Project. They do a lot to talk about gender and identity, and they do a lot with work in the queer community and I'm a fan. So yeah, check them out. Make sure to give me your feedback on this podcast. And you know, if you feel so inclined, shoot me a tweet at WTA problem. Thanks so much, y'all. Catch you next time.